Okay, so today we have Dr. Erin Moore, aka the Heartbreak Doctor. She helps women heal their hearts so that they can build a life that they love. She is a licensed naturopathic physician and an expert in mind-body medicine. Her virtual practice is where she helps women identify and resolve the wounds of their past that are tied to their current suffering. She also has a passion for teaching women the building blocks of self-love and self-healing through the concept of self-marriage. She is the creator of We Are The Ones, the one and only self-marriage program on the market, and she is excited to to help you see that you are a powerful self-healer and the one that you have been waiting for. I'm so excited to have you on. Uh, We actually met through the internet because I loved your messaging on Instagram, and I was like, I need to be friends with her. So that's, like I think, originally how we got connected. And then we were connected, we found out that we had mutual friends, so... I'm just so excited to have you on. Thank you for taking the time. Yeah, I'm I'm so happy to be here and that is really one of the one of the benefits. I mean, social media for all its good and evil. Like I it's been really cool to connect with other colleagues that are doing similar work. I was totally crushing on your messaging too. So <laughs> Fun that we can meet each other like we never would have otherwise. Yeah, yeah. Social media. I love how you said that, the good and the evil, because, yeah, it's like, I think for a long time I used to kind of shit on social media, but now it's like, well, Sarah, you met so many cool people. Um, yeah. You learned so much, too, all of the tools that we are sharing as well. It's like people otherwise wouldn't learn the tools. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I like go to Instagram school. All the people that I follow – are there's so many brilliant people and just in this this like time of content marketing people are sharing their best content their best teaching and it's just i could spend hours like actually learning on instagram but too bad those aren't accredited certification <laughs> yeah so. right same okay yeah. so i would love to start with your story I mean, you have this incredible program and you're helping so many women. And so I know that, you know, there has to be a story behind everything. And that's what I'm always so interested in. So if you wouldn't mind just sharing whatever comes to mind. Yeah, I, I, I will, I totally have a story. You know, one thing that is interesting because I often like tell the story about how this, how I came to do this work. But one thing that is I've kind of felt lacking is, or not lacking, but definitely that differentiates me from a lot of our colleagues is I don't have like a, I never had the healing crisis. You know, I don't have, my story isn't one of like, I um, uh, suffered from chronic disease and nobody else could help me. And I turned to this practice that finally did, you know, but I, I will tell you, I, 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 so I think that's interesting in itself. Like for some reason, I have I know a couple other practitioner friends who, um, I don't know. Like I feel really super like super lucky to have not had to travel down this path where I got so torn down. But okay, so that's just a caveat to to I don't know to explain that. I feel like that's what I would. I always, I, I always expect for the answer to be, but I don't really have that story. But I will tell you how I came, how this work came to be like so important to me. So it, I guess it started with self-marriage thing. I was, I went to um, 
uh, festival, Burning Man. Maybe some of you have heard of it um, in, in like 2010. And it was my first time there. And I was with my best friend. And one of the first days, there was just an advertisement for a women's self-marriage ceremony. And we were like, that sounds interesting. So we just went to this little ceremony in a dusty little teepee and with about 20 other women. And this lovely lady just guided us through a kind of ceremony where we identified what we wanted in another person and then kind of found a place where we could generate that within ourselves. And that concept to me was just like mind blowing. Like, oh yeah, like I can make myself laugh. I can be kind to myself. I can support me. I can pick me up when times are down. Like I can be a shoulder for me to cry on. Like it was just kind of mind blowing for me. And anyway, in the ceremony, we, she brought out a mirror and we set our vows in the mirror and the, and the women that were there were our wedding party and the rest of the festival was our honeymoon. And it was just epic and so such a cool experience and um that really stuck with me like i uh i renewed my vows every year on my birthday and i would just kind of talk about it it just it it really changed the way that i kind of oriented to my life and to relationships like relationships with other people became secondary or you know bonuses um and then i uh, I, you know, I'm tempted now to, to kind of tell, I don't know, the story of like heartbreak, how this, how this like came into like my life. I didn't really like, I, I chose the name, the heartbreak doctor, like just in 2020, because it was the kind of, I just saw it as a commonality between the women that I was seeing, but it did. I, that is you know, even though it didn't really lead me directly to where I am, like I did have this, of course I had my heart broken. Um, this, yeah, for a long time, like I got, I was married to myself. And then in that kind of, after a couple of years, I came to see that I didn't really let myself feel any bad emotions. You know, I was like always happy. Like people definitely knew me as a person that was always happy, you know, and always super nice. <laughs> and I was always the one to break up with people in relationship. I, I realized at, I don't know, I was um, in my mid twenties that I had never had my heart broken. And I was like, that sounds, that doesn't sound right. Like what? I like, no, I have these I know I have, I, like, shit's happened to me in my life. Like, I know I have sadness and anger, but I just didn't feel them. So I kind of, like, went on a journey to, um, to experience more, like, depth of emotion and ultimately have my heart broken. I, like, remember setting that intention. Like, I, I want to know what that, I want to have that experience. And so, of course, then, then I did, you know. I had a, um, a couple of relationships i've been with one man mostly for like 11 years on and off but like in between there were relationships and those are really the ones where i i learned a lot like um mostly having lessons of not being chosen you know mm -hmm. uh and being you know and then really having to <laughs> 
let it be enough for me to choose myself. You know, these stories, these like experiences of heartbreak really did kind of help me to uh, hammer home, like kind of put it's like where the rubber meets the road. Like you say you love yourself, you know, <laughs> you say that you're there when through thick and thin and when, you know, and all that. So when, when uh, in, in, in times of rejection, which is often, which was my experience of heartbreak, then it was really a time when I had to show up and, and be that for myself. So that, that was really like my experience, like of putting this uh, self-love to the test. But other than, on the other side of this, like as I went through medical school, I eventually found a teacher that I really admired, um, Moshe Daniel Block, who we, we actually, we've both learned from him before. And he taught this incredible technique where he was healing unhealable conditions and having some, you know, cases of spontaneous remission and really advanced disease by healing the subconscious be belief associated or like the original wound associated with the current physical suffering. And I was just blown away by that practice. So I met him in 2014 and studied with him until this day. And so now I'm certified in his practice. And that's what I do one-on-one um, -on -one with clients and uh, to really help to get to the root and help people understand who they are, who they really are. And then, um, yeah, and then over the years, as I kind of alongside while I was studying that practice with him, I taught I just taught classes in self-marriage and kind of developed a curriculum of how do you marry yourself? Like, what are all the things you need to do to like, be a good partner for you? You know, how do you, how do you forgive yourself when you've done something really shitty? Like, how are you kind to yourself when you have like somebody screaming at you that you're a piece of garbage in your head, you know? So like fi actually figuring out how to, do that stuff. I, I, I spent some years on and now that's, that's what I do. Now that's what I do. <laughs> I teach, I, that we are the ones is the, is kind of where I teach that, um, this curriculum that I've put together and marry everybody to themselves when it's over. And yeah, I'm still, I'm, I'm always adding to my, my toolkit and to my team to help support the women in my program, but um, yeah, for, for now, like that, the, what I learned from Moshe is the most powerful tool, but I'm also now really getting into somatic experiencing and embodiment work and breath work. And yeah, I just like went on for quite a time there. So I'll, I'll <laughs> take amazing. a breath. You, you, <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for sharing all of that. Um, there's so, there's so much in everything that you just shared and so many nuggets of wisdom um, for anyone, you know, who's listening to this to like healing that you could take away just from listening to this podcast of, of everything that you just said. Um, there's something that really stood out to me and that's the, um, this is something that I'm, I'm actively working through myself and realizing within myself, the the mental awareness of something versus the embodiment of that knowing. And it almost sounded like what you said, where you went through that self-marriage ceremony in 2010 and then went through a series of, it's like mentally 
you were there mentally, you, you were right there, you know, you were committed to yourself, you were happy, you were loving your life, you, all the other relationships were just extra because you loved yourself. And then it's like through the relationships is where you learned, you took that mental and embodied it. And like that, it was almost like, well, what I'm hearing is that through the hardship became the embodiment, which yeah. is, I've really learned from my own journey. I don't know if there's anything that you want to add to that. Yeah, I'm really, this is my, my new big area of interest as well. But I would say like in that experience, like I, I, so here's what, here's kind of how I view heartbreak. Like I, and in, in my story, I'll say it this way. Like I loved myself. I married myself. I was I, I, as much as I was, as I could imagine, you know? And then I had the balls to be vulnerable in a p- place where I could have my heart broken. Right. So that like, and then when I had my heart broken, that is like a whole, that opened up a whole new, like lots more of me to be seen and accepted and loved you know so when you have your heart broken it it's heartbreaking well for a number of reasons but a lot of the pain is because um we feel like we have to face part of us that we don't that is undesirable or unlovable or not not worthy of being loved or unimportant or that nobody cares about you know that's what hurts (laughs) Right. You know? And so to be able, like, that's, that's, but that is all has, it's not like that was never there. We just didn't see it until we had the heartbreak. So heartbreak really like just expands our, us, gives us more of us to love. It's like, you love this much. Okay. Like, let's crack this open and you can see what else is there. Can you love that too? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I really love how you put that. It's like you, you loved on this, like this whole surface area that you had, you loved yourself. But then when you got deeper and created more surface area, there was more of you to love. Yeah. I wasn't, I wouldn't let myself be vulnerable to, um, to being hurt, you know? So that once, yeah, once you've, are in love like that and put your, put your heart out there, then yeah, then you're, then that's, that's vulnerability. And yeah, there is a a risk that comes with that, of course. Um, so that's, yeah. And I've had in the heartbreaks in my life, I've always, I, I have this, I, I like love them because they change me and they make me softer and it's like I yeah I I don't I don't know like I I kind of cherish all my heartbreaks in a way you know not in a moment you know but when when I get when I when I heal myself and get through them and can like hold that space for myself then they feel really um purposeful yeah that's beautiful so I would love to know more about your program. Like we are the ones in the self marriage mm-hmm. and um, you already shared a little bit of, you know, like what led you there, but what kind of things are you seeing in, in the transformations that are, that are happening? Um, well, I think that I, okay. So if you can just imagine, so the, 
the, I, I teach these skills of self-marriage. So I've, I've, I teach six practices, self-kindness, self-forgiveness, self-expression, self-protection, which is like boundaries and inner child work, um, self-honesty and self-trust. So uh, like what kind of transformations have I seen? Like we're right now, like I've got the, the program, like people go through it, like in that order, you know? And um, so I just started it a few months ago. So people are now in the self-forgiveness part. So I've had, I've walked people through self-kindness. And before I did this as a group, I did it one-on-one, but it's crazy. It's like, imagine that like you weren't, you didn't know how to be kind to yourself. Like you, your default state is just being critical and condescending and shaming. And then you learn how to be kind to yourself <laughs> and you start and yeah, you pick apart. Okay. How, when is, what are my triggers for being an asshole? And what is, so what I kind of walk through the steps, like, what is the purpose of that asshole? You know, the inner critic, what is their work here? Um, how are they serving us? And then how to build up a kinder voice. So, I mean, it's, it's pretty astounding actually, like just that, that very simple thing that you can go from that that's even possible. I don't know why it, it's not. And what I teach isn't like anything, you know, that no one's ever heard of. It's things I've learned from other people and put together, but yeah, that that is that you can go from being a complete dick to yourself to being kind. That's like a huge transformation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and huge. so far, all of my women. I mean, it's not. Uh, it's this is a lifelong practice, you know. So it's not like there. I don't expect for any of them to be like, wow, you know, I'm never going to say one mean thing to myself ever again. But now they've they've all got they all know how they, and it's the path is clear and, and self-forgiveness. Now we've just begun, but in the work that I've done uh, in self-forgiveness in like my former, like my in-person classes and one-on-one, this is a really powerful practice. I'm really eager for these ladies to get into it because so much, just kind of like what we were saying, so much of why we can't why we don't change is because we're like holding this grudge against ourselves, you know, punishing ourselves for what we've already done, for the way things were, for the mistakes we made. And it's so freeing to be able to forgive ourselves. Yeah, this, I've been, I'm actually thinking, I, I, I want to do some research to learn more like physiologically what's what's happening because I often talk about this. Like we were just talking about it before, like when this is okay, like if you, like this acceptance, kind of the acceptance I feel like is the, is I don't know, some kind of like baseline is close to forgiveness. Like you accept, like forgiveness is acceptance maybe with a compassionate heart, you know? Um, and these kind of just allowing things to be the way they are. Like I have just this visual or this feeling in my, in my visual, in my mind and feeling in my body that when you do that, just everything opens up. Then it's just like, okay, then you can make any decision from here. You can go that way or that way or that way. You can do this or that. But when you don't accept and you don't forgive, it feels really constricted and 
like the options, like you don't have many choices, you know, like what, cause so many things are not okay, you know? So yeah. I just feel like they're, I'm not really sure what's happening there, but it feels something is happening in the nervous system, like uh, between those two states. Yeah. Like you even just saying that right now, I'm like, you're healing me as we're talking. I'm like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. And like part of my story is this like resistance, but now I'm just realizing I have such a harsh inner critic and I am working. I know that I need to forgive myself. And it's like mentally, I'm like, yeah, I'll be like, you forgive yourself, you forgive yourself, but I haven't embodied that. And so it's, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we didn't actually touch too much on this embodiment before. So this is, I would, I would love to talk about it now. So I'm, I'm just like in holistic counseling, we learned some embodiment work, but there is just a whole nother world out there. And it is, um, yeah, the, there's so much, uh, scientific research and, um, practices that have been developed, but, ultimately like what how i've kind of come to view this in light of or kind of in accordance with naturopathic medicine so naturopathic medicine we um uh we believe in the healing power of nature you know in like this kind of a life force that we just have to remove obstacles to you know like there is um it's similar to chi in chinese medicine or prana and ayurvedic medicine like that there is a a life force that pulses through us that brings vitality and health and that most of what we do blocks it or you know the the health the health harming behaviors and things that happen to us and environment environment and whatever they um, kind of obstruct or block the flow. So a lot of what our traditional practices, um, and for those that are really committed to the philosophy, it's just like, how do we create more flow and like open up, open things up for the vital force to just do its natural job. And um, one thing I've learned about trauma is that it kind of like blocks up energy in the nervous system, you know? So it's literally in places. So we can, like, I, I hold trauma, I know, in my jaw, in my chest, in my arms, you know? So when I am like activated, I can feel it in those places in my neck, you know, some people in their, in their gut, in their pelvis, all different kinds of places we hold this energy. And that's, um, I, I kind of, I'm, I'm coming to think of that as like stagnant vital force or stuck vital force. And that happens. That is something that physiologically happens when we experience trauma, either, you know, the big trauma or like the little, like pile on top of each other kind of stuff, or even like vicariously through some, the terrible things that are happening in our world, like this collective trauma, you know? And it, so it has a physiological impact. And until we deal with that, then that's just like a really important piece of it that, you know, we can't just talk about it. You know, we have to experience it and like, let this essentially just let it move in our bodies, give it freedom, quit, notice how we're constricting it and holding it down and yeah. And let it move. And so this is 
something I've been, I've been working on on my own for a long time. And I just recently started working with a practitioner and it's just amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. That's, that's also how I, how I view the body and how there's these, um, I mean, you know, with, with the, uh, Dr. Moshe's course and like the mindset and all of that and how, um, that's like ultimately the, the causes of like the chronic disease and, and any illness. Mm -hmm. But, um, the way that I've really seen and experienced it in my own life and with clients is that the, the way that I have facilitated the movement of that energy is through the emotions. And so, um, you know, I guess just to, to share a little bit of how that would look is just like tapping into my own body and like, what do I feel? Where do I feel it? What does it feel like? Does it have a shape? Does it have a color? And then asking it like, what, did, what are you trying to show me? What do you need me to know? And then often I'll get a memory or something will like flash in front of me and I'm like, okay, like, what is this about? And I, then I question and question. And then all of a sudden there's emotion coming up and I'm like, okay, you're safe to feel this, feel this. And then when you feel and you, you're releasing as you're feeling. Um, so that's the way that I've worked in, in this realm. Do you mind sharing a little bit of what like you've done and how you've experienced it? Yeah, um, I guess kind of similarly. Well, in, I'll just say, oh, right, a couple different ways. Like sometimes if it's, if I'm with a client and we, and some, something is ready to move, like I can tell they're ready to let go of something big, then, then we find it in the, in the body. And then in kind of a similar, like we're communicating with like who, what part of you is here? Like, what is this trying to be expressed now? And often, yeah, it's then um, going back to some memory, some peace, some, some trauma that needs to be healed. Like I remember like when this happened, like when I was a little girl, this is when like my mom abandoned me or when she wouldn't, when she didn't come home that night or when, um, you know, when I thought my dad was gonna, kill himself or even when like that's when the boy picked another girl at the dance you know like anything so it could like things like that um in some situations like that that's readily available i kind of yeah so i just use my intuition when to do that but often what i what i do is more like hands off kind of just like uh, observing and allowing this energy to move yeah, that, or that's like another option. If it's there, if, if somebody is feeling really agitated, um, just like locating it in the body in a more like passive, supportive allowing, you know, and then you're right. Like sometimes emotion does come and, and it moves. And I just think that that's really valuable and important on its own for something that's, that, um, uh, the, that we, the client, whoever has been tending to like lock down and suppress to just give it really intentional space to do whatever, you know, we have no, um, agenda with it. We're not going to try to get rid of it or, or, you know, or heal it even, or do any, just to like, let it be and move. And then like, just to have, to help a client build that relationship, like where they, and then they can, like, that is okay. 
and like everything's okay afterwards. I think that's really valuable too. Cause I think this stuff can really take time. Yeah. Time. Yeah. Definitely. So I try not to like, I don't know, it's a balance between like, okay, they're ready. Like let's get in there and really heal this. And also it's been decades probably for most of these people that this energy has been there. So just also just building that relationship, just knowing like most of us, this is a new experience for me too. In the last couple of years, really like even feeling my body. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I've had that experience as well. What is one thing that you wish every single woman knew? Um, how to be kind to themselves. So I do, I have this, we can do it right now. Like what I teach, that's like the most transformational thing. And it'll, it'll blow your mind how simple it is. (laughs) Let's do it. First of all, yeah, every, uh, the way I think about uh, states of being are as like habitual, as habits, you know, like we are habitually bitches to ourselves. We're habitually, you know, uh, I don't know, down or depressed, you know, these are, these are like states that we have over time. Um, They're, they're actually protective states, you know, always that's what our, like our physiology is trying to do is protect us. But I just say that because we can change who we are. It's like absolutely possible and so um, becoming kind to yourself uh, is like breaking a bad habit and, um, and starting a good habit. Breaking a bad habit of being a jerk to yourself and starting a new habit of being nice to yourself. So it's like not that complicated. I will add that, of course, often there's like some deep work underneath that needs to be done. But two ways, you know, I'll teach you the top down way and it's just, it's just as simple as that. I want to tell a quick story how I came up with this so it can help um, uh, so it can help you guys get an idea of when you can do it. So this tool that I'm going to teach you, I call undercover kindness. So it's like you can be how it's just a practice of self-kindness that you can do anytime and no one is going to know that you're doing it. And it's best to do during mindless activities. So the way I really kind of made this up was when I worked, I used to work this job that I hated. Um, I was a phlebotomist and, but most of the job was really like setting up these machines. And like, I was basically like a robot the whole time, except for when I put a needle in someone's arm. And so very repetitive and like 10 hours a day I was doing it. So bad situation, not just because of the work, because of the, people and whatever. And I just had to like get myself through it. And, um, so what I would do three parts of undercover kindness, um, uh, breath, body, and, um, and words like your internal dialogue. So at first, what I was doing is the breath is the first part. So I learned this actually from another naturopathic doctor, Charlie Cropley, who he, he's amazing. You should have him on here sometime. Um, but he, yeah, he teaches self-kindness as like a pillar of healing. And, um, so he would always say, imagine that your breath is imbued with kindness. 
you know? And so I would do that, just breathing. You know, and using, this is kind of an imaginative exercise. Imagine that everywhere my breath goes, it brings kindness, like letting my breath, just having an awareness in my breath and letting it like soften me and be like a breath of love, you know? So I would do that at first, just like kind of meditative, paying attention to my breath, but not just watching my breath with intention, letting my breath be kind. Um, so that's the first part. And then, so because I was so um, like doing this work repetitively, like I, so many of my coworkers, we get like frozen shoulder and like hurt backs. So I, I was just really like mindful of how I held my body. So what I say now is hold your body in a loving way. doesn't matter what you're doing, you know? sitting, typing. Um, but I was, so I was doing this work on a machine. So I would just make sure that I wasn't gripping anything too tight. You know, that I was being really soft in my gestures and like letting my shoulders like fall back and be open and kind of tucking my hips and bending my knees. So I didn't get back pain. And, and then I started like adding some like dance moves and there was a twirl and I just like kind of had fun with it, you know? And so I held my body in a loving way in a way that this can translate for people into, that aren't doing that work. You know, like when you're driving, just like making sure you have a soft grip, you know, and just like holding your body in a loving way, whatever that means to you. But sometimes I, I, I have a practice now of doing this in the morning, so I'm breathing and I put my hand on my heart and my hand on my belly, or sometimes I'll just like lay out in some sexy pose, you know, in the morning while I'm doing this. And just whatever that means, chopping vegetables, just loosen your grip, you know. And then the third part is with your words. So um, at a baseline, I just recommend to say, I love you to yourself. Like, I love you. I love you, you know? If you, if you are at a, this is the part that is always awkward for people at first. Actually, this practice is always awkward for people at first because it, it's something new. But, um, and especially when you start having a kind inner dialogue, if it's the first time that you've done it, it feels so like contrived and weird, but just keep doing it, you know, and it'll become more natural and you'll find like, oh, what I really wish somebody would say to me right now is like, oh, you're doing a really good job. You, that you just, I, you're doing a really good job and I'm really proud of you and I love you, you know? Like, I'm so proud of you. Like, that's what I would say to myself at the job. Like, you just survived another five minutes. I'm so proud of you for even showing up, you know, and you got a smile on your face. You're doing so good. You need this. I know you don't want to be here, but you're doing a great job. So kind of like, uh, for me, it started like cheerleader kind of vibes, but really just, I love you is the sentiment. Like, I'm here for you. I love you. So that's it. So those three things, body, breath, and dialogue, just doing them at the same time. I recommend to do it like when to like pick a time every day. So I often recommend to start like first, first thing in the morning when you wake up, just for a few minutes before you get out of bed, even a few moments, you know, just breathing, body, and words all at the same time, you know, or brushing your teeth or walking your dog or folding laundry just like pick something you're like okay when this happens i'm going to practice undercover kindness you know and then after a while you want to you want to do it in the mundane moments so that it can be easier to access when 
you know, times are challenging. Yeah. And that's how, like one day I was like at work, my boss was yelling at me and I found that I was just like holding my body in a loving way and breathing. And I was like petting myself on the leg. Like, it's okay. It's okay. And I was like, oh my God, I'm nice to myself. And I didn't even mean to, you know? Beautiful. That's so beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, So everybody do that. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I'm so happy that you shared that. Um, So where can people find you if they are resonating with you and they're loving you? How do they connect with you? My favorite place to hang out with ladies is in my Facebook group, the Heart Healing Sisterhood. Um, I'm sure you can put a a link somewhere, but if you just like search for Heart Healing Sisterhood on, um, on Facebook, then you'll find us. It's an awesome community. I love it so much. It's totally restored my faith in Facebook and the internet. And yeah, we're actually having, um, kind of a self-love masterclass on February 18th. Uh, it's on a Thursday at 5 PM. So, um, come and join us. Yeah. Everybody come. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you so, so much for, for coming on here and talking with us today. Thank you so much for like indulging me and letting me talk about all the things I love so much. That was really fun. Mm -hmm.